How you doing, everyone? Isaac Hayes here, host of Brothers Just Searching and the Cajun Conservative. Are you in the market for a new or used golf cart? Look no further. Cajun Cart has the carting companion you're looking for. Located at 3023 Northwest Avenger Thruway in Lafayette, Louisiana, Cajun Cart is your authorized club car, easy go, Cushman, and Gurria dealer. When dealing with Cajun Carts, you're not only purchasing a product or service, but you're also investing in the name. Serving the Acadiana area since 2003, Cajun Cart prides itself in superb customer service, top-notch rental, and best-in-class inventory. Give Cajun Carts a call today at 337-896-3411 or go check out their website, CajunCarts.com, to explore the options for your next karting adventure. Remember Cajun Carts when you're looking for your next golf cart and tell them Brothers Just Searching and the Cajun Conservative sent you. You're about to embark on a journey through the written word of God on subjects that deal with today. This is Brothers Just Searching. How you doing everyone? Welcome to this episode of Brothers Just Searching where we talk about God's word and current world events to educate and to edify the believers of Jesus Christ. I'm Isaac along with Aubrey Box, Anthony Hayes, and special guest Noah Fakori from Noah Fakori's Plumbing. What's up, dude? How's it going? How's it going? Glad to be here. Yeah, you look excited. Yeah. Oh, very excited. I'm yeah, you, you can tell you don't do this. With you guys. Yeah, you can tell you don't do this too often, so you're all pumped up. <laughs> excited to be here. And just think, you know, you know the Bible says, Noah, that you always should be ready to give a man an answer. In season or out? In a season. Man, I, right. I was, we called Bowen. Unfortunately, Bowen uh-huh. couldn't make it tonight. And mm-hmm. I was like, well, Noah. He's like, what? Yeah, you up. <laughs> Stepping we'll in. in. We'll fill in. I, I looked at Noah and I did. Ball pin. Let's go. <laughs> We anyway. didn't. We didn't even ask. We didn't ask him. We just said, "Hey, you on here?" Yeah, we yeah. did like Aubrey. Yeah, yeah. yeah you volunteer. Like, uh, you're getting in here. Y- you want to? You want to talk? <laughs> sure. Hey, why not? Sure. I so, don't do yeah. this all the time, so why not? So, hey, at, le- at least one thing: you and brother Ryan got something in common. Y'all both been on brothers. You're searching. So. There we go. There we go. So yeah. that, that's good company. I can mark bro. that off in my book. Of <laughs> bucket list. Done. Yeah, bucket list. Bucket list. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. So anyway, Aubrey, how was vacation, dude? Haven't yeah, seen man. you in life forever. Man, I got to tell you, it wasn't long enough. Yeah, <laughs> it, it goes quick, huh? So uh, we, had, we had left the Saturday, and I uh, got back the Wednesday. No, the Tuesday. So I stayed four days. Mm-hmm. And the rest of the family stayed until the next Saturday. And I was thinking, man, I really could have stayed that whole <laughs> week, a whole seven days. I know, huh? Yeah, but it was great. Went yeah. to the beach, huh? Went to the beach, got a sunburn. <laughs> didn't that, get that, a didn't get a jellyfish thing though. That's, so that's good. good. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Had a great time. Maybe next time you'll think about us and bring us. Yeah, man. Yeah, y'all all fit my suitcase. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> I got a new trailer. I think y'all can all fit. No I problem. Bankrolled you if you just invited me. <laughs> next time you, you, you can't help us. Some people are selfish. You know, they just think of oh. themselves. You know. <laughs> Rebuke. Hey, you got to realize he's an ordained pastor now, so you can yeah, do that, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So, so I have hey, to yeah. flex my authority, you know, a little so, bit, you know. And I, I got to be willing to accept the rebuke. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. Now you better hope he don't get ordained. Then you'll be on the oh, same level. Oh Lord, yeah. <laughs> and then we have to both honor each other. It'll be know? a Paul and yeah. Peter situation where they've been fighting. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> hey, but you see, you could fit me in your suitcase with your dead frog, your skeleton dead frog, dead you know. Frog. Yeah, yeah, you know, every suitcase has to have a dead skeleton frog. That means he don't clean his. <laughs> I don't know about a dead frog, but I got a jar full of sand. 
That'll do. I fit. Can you fit in a jar? Uh, I hope I can shrink myself. That'd be awesome if I could. Depends on the right. jar. You yeah. Know I, you know what I'm thinking of this? Honey, it's I true. shrunk the kids. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if I can so. shrunk myself, that'd be awesome. Yeah. So, but anyway, we all talk. We're not letting our guests talk. How about you, Noah? What, what you been up to, man? Oh, we've been here. We've been enjoying this heat. This uh, 107 degree weather that we're coming. Well, well I'm glad you're enjoying it. <laughs> enjoying it. Uh, I'm not. Living life. Living, living life. life. Yeah. That's yeah. It. That's great. So tell us a little bit why you're on here. Tell us a little bit what you do, Noah, because you, they, they can see your name. Who you are you? Oh, I'm a, a plumber. We, uh, <laughs> I like how you hesitate. I'm a, I'm, I'm a plumber. <laughs> Don't tell too much people. <laughs> it's okay. We asked. Yeah. yeah facts. Okay. Good. Good deal. I'm a plumber. I own my plumbing business. Um, it was a position I took, uh, a very humble situation of when I went into business on my own. It was a step of faith, and uh, I did it, and God's rewarded us since. Mm -hmm. We've been four years in business and That's doing good. well. Mm -hmm. So we're so, growing. We've got a good good group of guys that uh, I'm able to minister, and they minister to me. And we try to keep a Christian foundation and, and share whenever we have the opportunity with our customers. Amen. So, so, so the topic That's tonight good. that we're going to be talking about is right up your alley to talk a little bit about your testimony, then. Yeah, it. like That's providence, <laughs> God's providence, man. So, yeah. No, so, so I got a question now. I know this is political, so people might not like it. So, anyway, um, as, that should cut as, the tea, though. As a small business owner, what what do you see? Like, just not the local economy, just the economy in general. Now, is plumbing is. It's really that's not going to go out of style unless somebody fix their own pipes. Right. But how how the economy affects you as a small business? Um, really, in, in the trade that we're in, um, plumbing is a necessity. Uh, people need it. Um, oh, that's and, good. Yeah. And unfortunately, people can't live without your water. So, right. water and running sewage. So yeah, it never really <laughs> dies. It never out. dies now. I mean, there is inflection, fluctuation on uh, all the materials, but we do a lot of emergency work. So, uh, so you're never going to run out. People of work. need it, and they right. pay the the extra cost. Um, mm -hmm. And we try to stay reasonable within the yeah. the rates of everything, the and the, and work with people on their budgets, and try to do uh, what we can to offer a good service to them. Yeah. Um, but really, the economy doesn't affect us. Uh, Oh, wow. Hallelujah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. We still stay rolling, stay busy year-round. Um, we may get a slowdown when school starts to let in or around vacation time, but other than that, we're wide open. Sweet. I'm just thinking about something. That's when you get to the schools and they say, hey, the toilet's clogged, uh, clogged up. <laughs> it's not at the house anymore. The, all the kids move to the bathroom in the, uh, the public schools. So. That's it. <laughs> so, but anyway, no, we appreciate you on, man. Thank yeah, you for yeah. uh, jumping on the Glad to be here. Glad to be here. Now, you see, if I ever see him build a boat, we in trouble. Well, I'm worried now. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, uh, can I have a, a bed in that movie? <laughs> do like, do like uh, that movie. Ah, uh, uh, what comedian was on? Oh yeah, when he built that boat because New yeah. York City was gonna yeah, like, something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, That's yeah. gonna be Noah. Yeah, Karen I'm building Crow. the boat. God, I don't know. I told him <laughs> the city's gonna drown. I don't know. Karen Crow's in a flood zone, so you you just <laughs> <laughs> start building. A <laughs> little business in Karen Crow is set on the hill in Karen Crow. So <laughs> we'll be so, all right for so that. We're light on a standing hill. So we are. We are. Yeah, light, yeah, light on sitting here. Anyway, you ready to get into the word to yep. be encouraged? You know, the yeah. Bible says iron sharpen on, and that's what we try doing here on the show. Just not to the audience that are watching and listening, but also amongst ourselves. Um, before we start off, though, just remember, if you're listening on the podcast, 
hit the follow button or the subscribe button. Also, leave us a five-star review. That helps out more than you know. Mm -hmm. And also, if you're on YouTube, subscribe, hit the bell, and they'll tell you every time an episode comes out. Ding, and ding. look, there's a lot of people that don't are not aware of that. <laughs> YouTube, the subscribe. We have more people that watch us that are not subscribed than subscribe. Right. That might not be a problem for you, but that's a problem for us. Right. It so helps. That, yeah. but, so if you can, if you yeah. like the content, go ahead and subscribe. So, Aubrey, we're going to go ahead and read tonight from the book of Ruth. All right. Uh, chapter 1, verses 14 to 18. And tonight we're going to talk about the woman in the Bible named Ruth. And we'll pull a couple of uh, topics out from this great book of the Bible. Uh, Boogie, this is a. Um, there's so many topics you can go yes, ahead and pick yes, from yes. the book of Ruth, mm -hmm. but you know, and we're we're short limit of time, so you know we're going to try to get to it best. But so yes. many topics in this great it, book. It's a small book, but you'd be surprised how much information it has all crammed up into this book. You know, it's all bottled up in one kind mm -hmm. of speaking. So there's a lot of things that. I knew about the book of Ruth, but doing my study and from listening from other teachers and doing my own research as well, I'm like, man, there's one thing we're going to be talking about it tonight. Uh, we could call it a plot or we can call it like a story. The groundwork, plot. yeah. Yeah, I never thought. I knew it was a love story. Fortunately, we know it was a love story. And uh, two, you know, the cold redeemer or uh, the Kenman redeemer. You know, I knew about that. But then the divine providence that's in the book, I'm like, oh, wow, I didn't see the story of Ruth that way. So that mm -hmm. we all going to try to get to On all that. On that note with divine providence, though, that's all over the Bible, too. Oh, you yes, know? yes, miracles lot, and divine yeah, providence. A lot of people ask the question, you know, well, how does God know how to help me in certain times? Well, mm -hmm. he, if you're a child of God, he already directs your path. Right, and right. he knows what you what is best for you if you trust in him and lean on him. And the same thing as Ruth did. Ruth mm -hmm. leaned on God, and she said, "Look, I'm just going to follow you." And guess what? All the steps played to mm -hmm. where mm -hmm. she was blessed and highly favored of the Lord. That's right. That's so, right. so with yeah, that, go ahead. So, yeah. with that being said, Aubrey, let's start our reading yeah, of the word, ahead. and we can start our study. Yeah. So this is a great passage that just points out that Ruth, uh, she trusted in she trusted in God, and it worked out mm -hmm. for her. So here we go. Then they lifted up their voices and wept again. And Orpah kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth clung to her. And she said, See, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and to her gods. Return after your sister-in-law. But Ruth said, Do not urge me to leave you or to return from following you. For where you go, I will go. And where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people, and your God my God. Where you die, I will die, and there I will be buried. May the Lord do so to me, and more, al and more also, if anything but death parts me from you. And when Naomi saw that she was determined to go with her, she said, No more. Mm, Amen. Great, so great. As, as we read in the text... It came to a point in the book of Ruth where mm -hmm. Naomi and her husband, they had a famine. Mm -hmm. And they went to the, the, to the town of Moab, which was a Gentile-led city. Now, the, now, people would look down upon that back in the Jewish culture because you weren't supposed to separate from the Jewish people. You weren't supposed to go live in a Gentile. But as a lot of people would in a famine mm -hmm. like that or some hard times in, a, in their situation, they would mm -hmm. go ahead and move. To yeah. another area to try to get food for the family, and they were blessed there for a little while. Yeah, but unfortunately, Naomi's husband died, and mm -hmm. Ruth and 
Her sister-in-law, their husband died, and there were three widows in a strange land. Well, not Ruth and uh, Ofra, because they yeah, were they were, in the they, land. They, they, they were from Moab. Mm-hmm. And Naomi makes the decision, hey, I'm going to go back to Israel. And I'm going to be with my, my, my relatives, my family. Maybe somebody will help me out. And she told her two daughter-in-laws, hey, leave. Go, go back to your hometown. Go find right. your husband and all. But Ruth is a Ruth, Ruth's a very interesting story mm-hmm. because this girl didn't know where she was going to. Right. She right. had to take that stand of faith. That's right. That's she right. had to trust that what the Lord was going to place was going to work out. That's and this right. is where we go with God's providence. God used Ruth mm-hmm. mightily, even into the lineage, the lineage of Christ. Yes, that's right. And this is a this is just an awesome story. And the great this is this is Ruth's turning point mm-hmm. of her relationship with God. She says, "Listen, I'm I'm gonna t- get a, I'm gonna leave that world because I like how when Naomi says, "Hey, go mm-hmm. back to your gods." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Naomi was basically saying, "Hey, go worship the false gods and don't worry about." But right. Naomi, yeah. hurts. go with, to go back to what you know. Yeah, go back to what yeah, you know. Right, and right. Na- Ruth was like, no, nah, I don't want to go back to that old life. That's right. I don't want to go back to that old mm-hmm. way of living. I, I want to go serve your God. I want to follow you. I want to mm-hmm. uh, let you lead me in righteousness. So I know, Boogie, this is your topic. But <laughs> nah, I just, no, you're going good. Going um, good. But with this, that, I, I, let, I, if you don't mind, let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. We'll talk the about step that out of mm-hmm. something you know. No, mm-hmm. and it's funny how you mentioned that when you talked about your business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You was in a situation and you said, you know what? Mm-hmm. I got to take a stand of faith. I got to take a leap of faith. Yeah, I, I know it was not the same situation as Ruth, but I think a lot of Christians are in those situations where, hey, look, we have to take a stand of faith. How, how right. do you do that? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a similar lesson. Yeah. Yeah. Coming out your comfort zone and, and, and trusting God and putting your trust in him. And um, it's something that we don't do very often. No, mm-hmm. no. And, but once you do it and, and you act on it, it it's rewarding. And um, I'm able to see that and, and what God's been doing just for mm-hmm. taking that one step. Honored to to keep moving on and 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 seeing what else God has in store. I've been a, it just we, we, this could be a topic in itself on right, yeah, right just right. on what exactly. God has done exactly uh, yeah that's true. But, but that's yeah. good. So yeah, just take that stand of faith because right now I'm in that I'm in that season personally where you're you're wondering about certain things or mm-hmm. look, let's use for example BGS Media a few weeks ago somebody was right. asking about advertising and stuff we weren't set up for it. Right. And I, yeah, I had more people ask. I was like, look, it's time to just take a stand of faith. And, of course, you think mm-hmm. of taxes, you think of government, you think of. But guess what? Like, like Noah, you said earlier, it was mm-hmm. that point in time where I was like, look, God, if this is you, mm-hmm. I'm going to go and you're going to bless it. Yeah. Right. And, right. and he has. And, and, you know, we get we know that God has brought us to where we're at now. And, and there's still discouragement um, that comes to, sure. how to how to keep going. <laughs> and uh, Lindsay always reminds me, my wife. It says God put us here. He's going to see us through it, uh, and so it's uh, it's been great. And we're in that time right now of change, and God is testing us. And we're in the fire right now, but God is uh, yeah. fulfilling what He promised. Amen. Yeah. Well, you, Lindsay, Lindsay sounds like I said the other day to Donna when we were uh, when we were talking. She came up. She said, "Look, we got an issue." I said, "Hey, that ain't my problem." She goes, "What you mean?" I said, "That's God's problem." Right. <laughs> right. That's, right. And it's not, not, like I said, people might think, "Well, that's sacrilegious." No, it's yeah. not. It's not a problem for God. Our, right. our big problem is not really that big. And look, going back to the text, mm-hmm. Naomi and Ruth, they had a problem. You well, know, yeah. no husband, no probably 
hardly no money. Right. They're yeah. going back to a land that people look at them like, oh, you went ahead and you mm-hmm. went with the undefiled. You went with the heathens. Right. That, right. that hey, Basically, everything was upside down. Well, everything was dark for him because you got to realize when the story was written, it was actually written in the book of Judges. Now, it's debatable what judge and what time, but it was written during a dark time in Israel's history. I call it the dark dark ages ages of Israel. It was at the time when Israel was rebellious. They were worshiping false gods, and God was sending, you know, enemies their way. He was sending famine because he told them in the book of uh, Deuteronomy, uh, yes, the book of Deuteronomy, he says, look, I lay out the groundwork if you obey me. If you follow me, I mean, you can be blessed. Your an- you can be peace with your enemies all around you. Yeah. Your land's gonna be prosperous. I mean, you're gonna be you can be living like paradise on earth if you just follow the law of Moses or you just follow your Bible. Kind of speaking of their day, but fortunately, Israel did not listen. A couple of generations after jo- uh, Joshua, they went their own direction, and God had to judge them. By God, had to send enemies the way to try to bring them back. Because a lot of times, God has to send enemies our way. Or God has to send Hardships, problems yeah. our way to get us back. Like mm-hmm. Naomi, you know, things were going great. I'm not saying she didn't serve God, but mm-hmm. everything was going great until she had to come back to God mm-hmm. because of her situation. Sometimes God has to send problems our way to kind of get us on the right, back on the right track. To slow us yeah. down. Yep. yep. So we end up start doing things on our own. Right. Mm-hmm. And trying to try mm-hmm. to make things happen on our own instead of just uh-huh. waiting on, on God to uh, yep. fulfill and we got to do part A before we go to B. Yeah. Um, sometimes we try to jump over and do but more. But you, you see, I'm glad you said that because that's what her husband did. Her husband's name's Amalek. It actually means God is my God. That's, his, that's what his name is. But fortunately, he didn't live up to his name because he doubted. Because when there was a famine in the land, because God was judging the land because the idolatry and all that stuff, he went and moved to greener pastures, you know. And sometimes the easiest route and the best good-looking route is not always the good route sometimes. Right. And so he took the easy route, and by the way, it actually killed him and his sons. Right. You know? By the way, his, nun- his sons were named Sickly and Puny. That's what their name means. <laughs> by the way, I, I, I can't oh. pronounce their name name, but that's what it means, Sickly and Puny. But mm-hmm. the thing is, though, it cost him in the end if they just were to trust God and stay in Bethlehem, the house of bread. Because, you see, Bethle- that's what Bethlehem means. Right. It means the house of bread. Right. And it was the breadbasket of Judah. So if he would have stayed there, you know, God would have blessed him. But he decided, you know, I'm going to go to a foreign land. Well, it, and, it, you know, it, it even go to the point to. Yeah. Because coming back to mind is Elijah. Mm-hmm. Remember, Elijah walked, went to the uh, the widow. Mm-hmm. And he's like, hey, make me a cake. And she says, well, hold on. This, mm-hmm. this is for me and my son. Mm-hmm. She had a turning point situation right there, too, because she could either listen to the man of God. Yeah, they were in a famine. But how many widows were in Israel at that time? A lot, I'm sure. But that one widow, mm-hmm. that one widow's pot never went dry. The yep. oil never ran out and the bread never went out. Yeah. Well, even in a famine, if you're doing what God told you to do, mm-hmm. you're going to be blessed. That's right. That's right. You just got to obey his word. And that's what, the, unfortunately, Naomi's husband didn't do. He didn't trust in God, God's word. If he would have, if him, if he personally would have said, Lord, forgive me of my sin. Mm-hmm. Th- this probably would have been a whole different situation. But at the same time, going back to that, God's providence. If he yeah. wouldn't have made that decision, mm-hmm. God wouldn't have took this situation and turning into his glory with right. Ruth. Right. Because if he would have stayed there, we probably would have never heard of Ruth. 
Right. Or yes, we know God would have allowed some way to get there, but mm-hmm. it, was, it just shows you how God works everything out. Even your bad decisions, God will make it to where you glorify him. Because mm-hmm. you see, like, for example, like in the book of Ruth and in the book of Esther, if you read both books, they both they're called the divine providence books. Because, like, for example, if you look at uh, Esther, God is not mentioned one time in the book. Not one time. You don't hear the name God. You don't hear the name Jehovah. You don't hear no name of God whatsoever in the book. All the characters mentioned in the name of God. Esther don't mention it. Mordecai don't mention God pretty much. But God purposely did that on purpose so you could see the divine providence in the book. Mm-hmm. So when you look up the book of Esther, for example, you're looking like, wow, this is a divine providence book. See, God kept his name out or the Holy Spirit allowed it. So to show you to more concentrate on him working behind the scenes, mm-hmm. you well, know, you know, you're and, talking about and, and Esther. Ruth's the same way. You're mm-hmm. talking about Esther. Listening to Tony Evans earlier mm-hmm. this week on mm-hmm. one of his podcasts yeah. and a great series called uh, is called The Purpose of God's Calling. Mm-hmm. And he talked about Esther. Oh, wow. OK. He, he brought out a point about Esther. You know, why would the king pick her? Why would the king fall in love with her? Because God. Right. God mm-hmm. orchestrated. Why mm-hmm. did God allow the king not to see her for 30 days? Mm. And it gave Mordecai some time to go meet with her and mm, say, listen, yeah. we're going to die. Oh. And I like how Tony Evans says that she could have said, I'm good. I'm in the king's house. Yeah. I'm wearing the king's dresses. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I don't talk to him every so often, but I'm good. Uh-huh. But basically, no, Mordecai was like, look, this ain't going to get away from you. When they find out who you are, they're, they're going to kill you, you too. too. And Mordecai made a good point right there. He said, uh, and like you said, it didn't mention God, but it says, you were placed for he, such, for a, such time a time as, as this. this. God orchestrated it, and the best, ex- God orchestrated it to where she had to be there so she could save her people. Exactly. You know, prime example of mm-hmm. that, and I'm thinking about Brother Mike. Yeah. Brother Mike told a story of a man, he was eating lunch one day, mm-hmm. and he saw an ant on the ground. Mm-hmm. And he put a piece of crumb. When the crumb fell, the ant took off. Well, that man kept putting his finger <laughs> to direct the ant. Well, when the ants came run to the food, he smelled. He goes, oh, that was food that dropped in front of me. Uh-huh. Sometimes God mm-hmm. allows a situation to drop mm-hmm. in front of you. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. You say, I'm going to run away from it. I don't mm-hmm. like it. And God's mm-hmm. leading you back yeah. to that piece of crumb. <laughs> right. So and that's that's how God's providence works. Yeah. What God, what God, what God allows at that certain time. Mm-hmm. We might not. We might wonder why this is happening, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've I've been in that situation with ministry. Right. I thought I had to be at a certain place. I that's not where God wanted me at. All mm-hmm. along, God wanted me at New Beginnings. Yeah. Yep. So yep. it, you know, oh Lord, why you allowed this to happen at this church, Lord? Why you allow me to get better? Why? Because all everything he was doing, he was placing his finger. Mm-hmm. Now to mm-hmm. where we're at the position right now where me and Donna, we're, we're praising the Lord. And we know this is where we're supposed to be at. Mm-hmm. Every other place we weren't supposed to be there. And God used it for a learning example. But mm-hmm. at the same time, he's like, look, you're only there for a season. You got to go here now. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like if you look at the word provenance, it really comes from a Latin word. And it means proper, uh, proper video. That's what it means. Proper gentle video. Mm-hmm. Other words, it's like a video. It's like, you know, God putting a tape, and he mm. knows your whole life. He's sitting there in his couch. He watches from the beginning <laughs> to the end, and he knows everything. He knows, like, he watched the whole video. He watched the whole movie of your life. But the only difference is you don't know what's going on, but he knows. He watched yeah. the whole video already. Yeah, and, and, I, I had wanted to say, so yeah. when things are going really well, mm-hmm. it's easy to forget that you need God. Yes, but easily. But yeah. the Lord allows for certain things to happen in your life. 
for mm-hmm. you to for you to get to the point of desperation yeah and then whenever you're at that point of desperation you can seek god mm-hmm. and see that it was actually god's providence that allowed bad situations mm-hmm. to uh to happen around you so that you that he could draw you back to him mm-hmm. and it, it's wonderful to see god's providence in your own life and even to hear it in other people's lives yeah, you see in Jeremiah, and I believe this is going to go good with this, because in Jeremiah, when God talked to Jeremiah, he said that I called you to be a prophet since in your mother's womb. Mm-hmm. He said, I knew your whole history. I mean, I marked you pretty much. You've been branded. I mean, I put you as a prophet. So sometimes God puts people, you know, he has a plan for he them. A call for and he people. has a special calling for them. He gives them well, certain it, gift. It, it, go, and, it, goes to the, it goes to the point like this. Know. And it's funny how this is coming up. Because like yeah. I said, mm-hmm. I, would, I didn't even know we was going to get into this area. But yeah. Brother Tony Evans, mm-hmm. his series, it, it, that is coming back a lot to me right yeah. now. He says, you are specially designed. Mm-hmm. You know, like use mm-hmm. the, the fingerprint, for example. Me mm-hmm. and Noah's fingerprint is not the same. Oh, wow. Our DNA is not the same. It's funny. Thank every God. Human, <laughs> <laughs> every human yeah. being has a different DNA. Well, right. let's use, for example, of your sons. Okay, they have some of your DNA. Right. But not but, all but of it. But it's a unique DNA. That's correct. Mm-hmm. If they look at your DNA and your son's DNA, they can tell who's a part. They right. can't, now they can say, well, that's his son. Okay, he got some of the DNA. It's the same thing with God. God has called every individual that's called on him. Look, you have a purpose. Mm-hmm. You have a plan. God wants you to do this, and you got to operate in that calling. Mm. Now, you have a choice because going back to this, Ruth did have a choice to say, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, that God took my husband. That God mm-hmm. made my, my whole family break up. Man, mm-hmm. I got to go back to the widow's mm-hmm. kitchens. I got to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She could have said, no, I'm not going to do, do what God said, you know. No, we brought out you brought out your incident early. I brought out one my, myself. We could what we could have said that God, why are you doing that? Well, I'm going to go do this. I'm going to go do that, and not take that stand of faith, right? Mm-hmm. And but I, the attitude was different. Instead of saying, "Lord, why did you do this?" We said, "Lord, what's the next direction?" Right. It took me years to 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 finally step out. So yeah, wow. constant calling on my heart and just not the trust and. And God was there every year or every time he put it in my heart to make a stand and, and do what what he wanted me to do. And that, just think if I was humble enough or had the faith back then where I would be now. Yeah. Uh, wow. So That's good and, and, see, and you know, you bring that up. Going back to that, how many times that God has called us to do something? We have a small lifespan. Right. But thank God for his grace that he allows us to keep on going. And when we yeah. finally decide, hey, let's do our call, God gives us grace to exceed the call that we're supposed to do. That's right. And look, like Naomi, Naomi is a perfect example. A Gentile wasn't supposed to be, uh, uh, mm-hmm. was not supposed to be in the lineage of Christ. Uh, Rahab wasn't either. Right, right. And God allowed them to be in his lineage mm. to Christ. It's amazing. It's just mm-hmm. God's providence. You know, and like I said, that, that's one of the main points we're bringing out. She didn't know where she was going, but God knew the end, which would lead mm-hmm. to the kinsman, the kinsman's redeemer. Mm-hmm. And with that being said, we're going to go ahead and take our first break. We'll be right back in a few moments, so stay tuned. Cheers and good on you. Why aren't you listening to Brothers Just Searching? Why? Welcome back, everybody, to the second segment of Brothers Just Searching. Had a great conversation in the first segment about faith and about God's providence. And, uh, Aubrey, you told me you have some scriptures you want to read, and I think they're going to tie oh, yeah. into what, yes. we, what we're talking about. It's just, you know, let's just, I want to make one statement before you read those scriptures because I think it's going to line up. If you have faith in God mm-hmm. and trust Him, His plan is going to work out for you. That's right. That's, that's what God's that's providence right. is. It's just 
saying, Lord, you take the reins. And, and look, I'm going to ask you guys, we're all men here. I was talking to a brother in the Lord the other day. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, made, I made a comment to him, and he looked at me weird. And I guess it was eye-opening for me, too. I said, you know, it's hard for men to put total dependence on the Lord. Right. Pride. Yeah. Well, it's just not pride, Boog. Yeah. You know, I think every man in here was raised to, hey, when you, if you have a problem, solve you, hand, you solve you that solve problem. You need to solve it yourself. And as a man, it's hard to tell the Lord, Lord, mm-hmm. I'm going to give you Some, this problem. Yeah, or, yeah, Lord, yeah. I'm going to let you take the lead on this. Because, wow. yeah, it might be pride, but it's just just that, that a man's instinct is to take care of that issue. Hmm. So I, I, I feel it's hard for us to say, Lord, we give you total control of our finances, of our independence of, of anything all our, our family look they're yours you take mm-hmm. control of it. and to say lord i trust in your will and your providence that it's going to work out i don't know if y'all feel mm-hmm. that same way but it mm-hmm. just right. i, I yeah. think it makes sense to me right yeah. for sure go ahead or yeah, go ahead, That's good. all right so i have two scripture verses that go along with what we're talking about today uh-huh. the first one is romans eight twenty eight. All things work together mm. for those that love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose. That's a good one. And Philippians 4.19. Let's see. And my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Mm, good. Well, I'm gonna, I want to add verse 20. Yeah. To our God and Father be the glory forever and ever. Mm. Amen. So even even when you're trusting in the Lord, mm. saying, "Look, you're going to supply yeah. all my needs," I'm still going to praise you. Oh wow! In that hard time, in that rough place, mm-hmm. going back to Ruth, like I said, they went in a hard place. But you notice how Ruth said that. She says, "For where you go, I will go. Where you will lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people, and your God shall be my God." Saying basically, "Look, I'm trusting in the Lord. Mm-hmm. Wherever He provides for us." I'm going to mm. follow you as the leader of the household because Naomi was the older woman. Right. And she said, look, I'm just going to go ahead and right. let you have it. And like I said, right. that's, that's hard to do sometimes. That, I know it's hard for me personally because right. I'm a go-getter. I like, I like getting it, you know, and it's just right. It's hard sometimes. It's hard to say, Lord, just take the reins of it, you know. Right. Before you was a go-getter, you looked up to your dad. Yeah, that's a good and, point. And, and then mm. he taught you and, and, and raised you and got to where you're at now and now. You don't look to your dad no more, but you got to look to Christ. You look at your heavenly father. And, and then, uh-huh. So when you're in need and need help and guidance and to show you, then you look to your heavenly father. Oh. Sometimes I still call my dad too, though. <laughs> 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 it don't hurt too. Yeah. 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 I just thought about that at the, when you was talking. But oh, that's wow. good. Yeah, that's good. And I think that's the Holy Spirit because it's, it's a good example. You know, remember how the Bible says as parents, we're supposed to train our kids up in the right way. Mm-hmm. And as they depend on us, we have to tell them, look, there's going to be a day where you cannot depend on us. You have to depend on your Heavenly Father, as you said. And we're supposed to be examples of Christ to our kids. Mm-hmm. As they're dependent on us, we're supposed to show them in the spiritual room, hey, look, as you lean on me, you need to lean on Christ. Right. Yeah. And that, that showing them that dependence is good sometimes. Yeah. Whenever you're depending on God for what you need. Rather than depending on yourself, for but, and and that's why God says to solve all train, the problems. God says to train your children, not to just tell them, "Hey, go do this," because there's going to be somebody else that's going to train your children. Mm, mm, but good point. if and look, that's a perfect example of us. If we show them we have faith, they're going to say, "You know what?" When they're in their trial and their tribulation, like you said, no, our our parents, 
Well, look, they went ahead and trust God. So let's go ahead. Let's try to trust God the same way. And it's a learning experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And uh, there, it's a lot to learn whenever you, whenever God's calling you to, to walk out in faith and you have no idea where to go forward. But instead of just stopping and, you know, falling down in, in, the, in the dirt, you can continue to walk forward into what he has for you. And uh, just believe that whatever door he opens will be his his providence mm-hmm. rather yeah. than just doing nothing. Yeah. And rather than on, giving up and saying on, there on. is no hope. Mm-hmm. Well, going back to our text, do you honestly think Naomi knew where she was going? Well, she knew yeah. where she was going, but she didn't know what was going to happen. Because yeah. if I'm not I mean, mistaken, let's, yeah. let's continue on to the Kingsman Redeemer because. Yeah. This, this starts the process of the redemption process of Israel right. and the foreshadowing of Christ. Yeah. Like you said, she knew where she was going, but they didn't even realize the famine was over in Moab. Well, no, she heard. Yeah. Well, she heard. That, okay. Uh, I, I, yeah. I thought, yeah. She heard that uh, she had news that the famine was over. She she heard that God was giving grace to Judah back again. The famine was over. And this was years because mm-hmm. remember, they didn't have text messages or email. That's dude. right. So she so, heard, she know. got wind, she got wind that, that the house of bread was back, the house of bread again. Bethlehem was back. So the thing was, she was going back, but you got to understand, she had no husband and she lost her two sons. Back then, for a woman back then, she had to really depend on a man back then because the way society, most of the Middle East society was, a woman had to depend on a man because the way it was, it was, it was, it was instructed. So she's going back. She has no, no man figure to help her out. And when they were going back to the land, there's a strong possibility that they would not have their inheritance. They probably lost. They could have had a chance. When they left Moab, when they left from uh, Judah to go to Moab, they had a chance of losing their inheritance because your inheritance could have been easily obtained by another relative. Exactly. Or another tribe in your area or a neighbor. It can easily be lost. So she went back knowing that, hey, I could have probably have no land to go back to either. So she's really taking a big leap of faith. You know, I mean, we could have my husband probably her husband probably sold the land or if he, he didn't sell the land. Like I said, it could have been swallowed up by somebody else. It could have been taken by somebody else. So when she went back, yeah, the land, she went back to the land, but there was still an, uh, an idea that she could have not kept it. See, neither way, she would have went, she would have lost it, or when she, if she would have went to the land, she could have still lost it one way or another. No, and no, she no, didn't no. Know, have no idea that she could have had her land no, back. Let, let's go to the point like this, though, too, but yeah. for the kingdom, kin, kins, kinsman's redeemer. Yeah. I like how you said this. You said that she heard that the house of bread was mm-hmm. back in the house of bread. Mm-hmm. I'm going to encourage everyone that's listening. Mm-hmm. If you fall away from God, mm-hmm. the house of bread's back. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, mm-hmm. you know that we, you know, during break we were talking about the curse of Genesis mm-hmm. chapter three. Mm-hmm. When that happened, men were separated from God. They could, mm-hmm. they had to go mm-hmm. through lambs and goats, mm-hmm. and even God said that the lambs and goats aren't enough. Mm-hmm. It had to come to where Christ died. Mm-hmm. So if you're in that land of famine, you're in mm-hmm. that that, or you're in that situation where mm-hmm. all your hope is gone. Mm-hmm. Like, like the prodigal so the, son, kind back. of a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But, and, mm-hmm. and, but the famine's gone in Judah. Jude, the line mm-hmm. of Judah came, and you, you're, you you got to go back, back to the house of God. You got to right, go back to, go to the back. people of God. And look, look, as we know, we're going to see the blessings of that. Well, why? Just as a thing about her, because the reason why the reason why she was 
questioning a lot of things. Because remember, there's a dark time in her life. Her husband's gone. Her two boys are gone. She has, you know, no relatives. The only one she has is uh, Ruth. Yeah, and that's all she has. And so she's at this point where she's probably questioning God. The reason why I say that because when she goes back to Judah, her neighbors and her friends are like, oh, this is Naomi? Is this you, Naomi? And she's like, don't call me Naomi. Call Naomi, me Myra because yeah. God has done bitterly with me. So, so at this point, she's not understanding the plan of God at this point. You know, she's like, she's struggling. She's in the dark. Like, okay, you know, like, I don't know where God is taking me. Where, Why God brought me back to Israel. Why God brought me out of all places, Bethlehem. So she's questioning. You know, she don't understand the picture yet. She don't understand that this is God directing them in a yeah. certain way. Well, how, you know, how many times as Christians we do that? Same thing. We're in the yeah. we're in the will of God. Mm-hmm. We know we're in the will but of we God. We don't know what's like, going to happen. No, it's just not that. We're like, mm-hmm. God, I don't want to be here. And the Lord's oh, like, I'm I, suffering. I, if, yeah. Yeah. if only I yeah. could be in your will. <laughs> yeah. Right. But right. all the while, some some suffering is going to be in his will. Or, or you do mm-hmm. you do like me back in the day when, mm-hmm. when, we, when we came back to New Beginning. I knew that's where God wanted us at. Mm-hmm. I looked Best at God and said, oh, God, I'm here. But... Yeah, uh-huh. I'm not gonna play. I'm not gonna sing. I'm not gonna uh-huh. do. Yeah. I was in God's will, but I still was out of God's will because what I was saying basically was mm-hmm. like, "Lord, I'm listening, right. but I'm not really listening." And right. I'm where you want me to be, but I'm not participating. <laughs> right. right. And right. if you think about it, that's where Naomi was. If you think about, it. You yeah, know, she was in a dark place said, in her life. Yeah, God told her to go back home. Mm-hmm. She's like, "Well, I'm gonna go home, but I'm gonna tell my daughter-in-laws to leave." Right. Mm-hmm. Well, one daughter-in-law stays with her, and she gets back home. She's like, "God, why you brought me here? I have nothing." Right, and exactly. So, sometimes that's how you know. Unfortunately, that's how sometimes it is in God's will. Yeah. But like we talked about the Anna a while ago, or mm-hmm. stepping out in mm-hmm. faith, mm-hmm. you don't know. Hey, you going into a dark room without a flashlight? Right. She had. She pretty much had no plan, really. Yeah, think about it. She just say, "I'm going back, and I'm hoping my farm is there." Her farm was there, but you know, she didn't know what she was. She didn't know if she had anything really to go back to. Mm-hmm. You think about it, and back then. You know, it was real hard for a woman. It was kind of like yeah. if, if you watch him in the uh, the pioneer, like the pioneer days. You know, when a man died, a woman had to take care of the farm and everything, and it was rough. Is either that you or know? she had to marry another man real quick? Exactly. So, can you imagine at their time, it was even rougher, mostly for the Middle East because of their culture. Um, I mean, it was a man's world. I mean, a woman had to depend on a man. Well, isn't is is like that today? And I know we have a lot of modern technology, but yeah, a lot of the Middle, with the exception of Israel. Mm-hmm. A lot of the Middle Eastern cities and countries around there, yeah, kind of, yeah. You know, women can't teach. Well, yeah, well, women they can't drive. Yeah, they, they can't like drive. Saudi they Radio. can't read. Because yeah. mm-hmm. you remember that was a whole issue when President Biden took out the the the, the troops mm-hmm. and the Taliban came back in. Yeah, a lot of them women were on TV before the troops left, saying, "What are we going to do? We are teachers. We are. We know how to read." These men look down upon this. Right. And they right. were real scared for their life. That you know, yeah. we live in America where a lot of feminism a point. and mm-hmm. a lot of women can go ahead and work and That's they right. can drive and They're stuff more like independent that. That's a privilege, here. yeah. Yeah. And you know, I guess you could say civilization and stuff, we're more civilized or whatever, but it's just that's their way of culture there. And yeah. That, that's how basically that's how it was then as well. Exactly. A woman, it was very hard for a woman, which going into ver- uh, chapter two of Ruth. Yeah. There was, it was God's plan Alone. to have a, have this happen because Israel was one of the only countries. This goes back to, to studying. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
boy, what study we did where we talked about the customs of Israel and stuff about? Mm. Oh, it was we, we brought it up. I can't remember what episode. But yeah. We brought it up how God made a, basically a welfare system. Yeah, we're about to for get into that. Yeah, people that were that weren't mm-hmm. more wealthy than others. Well, this is what the thing was. If you read in the book of I think Deuteronomy or Leviticus, one it's called the book of the law, the book of Moses. Yeah, Leviticus. Yeah. Well, the thing was. God had a welfare system where if and what it was nice it actually brought rich and poor people together really and what it was is it's like when people worked in the fields back then and you cut the fields or whatever but if you drop some you had to leave it alone you had to leave mm. it so like if you're picking oh, yeah. a big bundle of wheat for example and some fall to the ground and the then- law of Moses said you cannot touch it that was for the gleaners that was for some of the common behind you and pick up what was left so yeah. that's what happened with Ruth. What happened was when Ruth got to Israel, she didn't know. No, she knew probably a little bit, but when she got here, you gotta understand she's in a whole new world. She's a whole new custom, you know, compared to what they did in Moab, compared to what they did in Israel. So Naomi had to Naomi, kind, yeah. Naomi had to kind of like tell her a lot of the laws. Mm. She had to kind of tell Ruth like, "Hey, this is what we do. This is what we don't do. You don't go here. You go there. You know." And she kind of had the culture along. Okay, you're going to work in the fields. This is what you do. You go as a gleaner. When the, they will fall, you will pick up mm. what's ever there, and you bring home what they you, they drop. So she went up there. She went work. And this amazing thing how the problems of God work. Remember, Bethlehem was the house of bread. So there's a bunch of fields. There's a lot of owners. There's a lot of fields. Mm. So she could have went to, to any, me, one, of any one of them, but mm. she went to Boaz. Is field out of all coincidence, it's not a coincidence, it was God directing it. She yeah. went to that field. Now, Boaz, he's the type of person you see, there's two, uh, two things in the Bible that you can see Christ in. One, Christ would appear in the Old Testament because you see, the Old Testament is a foretelling of the shadow of the new. Hmm. So, Christ would appear in different spots in the Old Testament, like for example, yeah, as an pe- example, as example, he appeared to Abraham as the third angel. Uh, I think it's Gideon. He appears as an angel. That was Christ, Cr- coronation of Christ, Christophany. We call that Christophany. Yeah, and yeah. he appears in certain spots. But then there's also characters in the Bible that, that represent, represent Christ. Christ. Like for example, Joseph. Joseph was a type of Christ. Mm. You know, and a lot of his characteristics. You know, he has Christ features. You know, it's kind of like, you know, it's, I don't agree with everything with the Lord of the Rings, but it's kind of like in the Lord of the Rings where you look at certain characters and you're like, oh, wow, he looks like Christ. Or he has, if you have a Christian perspective, hey, this character, man, he got some similarities like Christ. Yeah, the, uh, Same thing in C. the Bible. Was C.S. Yeah. Lewis's well, the, uh, lion. The, uh, the Chronicles the, of Narnia. The lion, the, the same lion thing. The lion was yeah. a representation of Christ laying when down his life. When you saw it and you, yeah. you, you knew your Bible and you saw it like, oh, wow, he has, he reminds he, me of somebody. He plays the role of a redeemer. Exactly. Yeah. And Joseph yeah. and Boaz does that. Boaz is one of those characters where... He's not, yeah, he's related to Christ, but he's also, he has a certain type of Christ. And so as the story goes, Boaz sees her, and he's like, he's asking questions. Like, he told his foreman, he's like, who is this woman? And they're like, well, they gave their testimony, well, her testimony. Is, oh, you don't know this woman, she came from Moab, and for her love towards her mother-in-law, and her love towards the law of, of Moses, she came here. You know, she left everything behind, and so it pretty much, he was impressed. He was not only disimpressed with her beauty, but he was also impressed with that, 
with a Christian living, I guess you can say. He was impressed, mm -hmm. like, oh, wow, this woman left everything, you know, to come here. Coming to a world she never knew, coming to unsecurity. I mean, they had no security going back to Judah. They didn't know if yeah. they had any land. They didn't know what they were getting themselves into, really. Yeah. You know, you think about that it. So, right. So he was impressed by it. So he called her into the field and they had like a little picnic, I guess you can say. And she's really impressed that, you know, like, wow, why are you looking at a, a Gentile like me? I want favor in your eyes. Why I'm winning this favor? You know, so he gives and then he tells his workers to leave a little bit extra. He tells them and say, hey, when you're doing bundles, you know, leave <laughs> a little. Yeah, extra. yeah. Leave a little extra for her, you know. And so she brings that up and then she brings it to Naomi. That's where the common redeemer or the kin's redeemer is going to come up. And she tells, uh, she brings the, the, the food home or the weed home. And uh, she tells Naomi, look, this man, I met this man today. And, and his name is Boaz. And he gave me, he did favors for me. And she's like, oh, wow, do you know who this man is? She's like, I have no idea. I said, he's hmm. our kinfolk. He's related to us. He's in our family. And he can also be our kinsman redeemer. Now, I see a kinsman redeemer, there was few reasons why but one of the reasons for a kinsman redeemer is set up in the book of moses see even still to this very day in some cultures they had that see when a man would get a woman and they would be married and stuff like that but if he would die childless if he wouldn't have would yeah or he have no son or no kids whatever mostly a son he needed somebody to carry the family name mm -hmm. so the duty of the kinsman the brother or the nephew or the cousin whoever their job was to take the woman and actually marry her and produce seed. seed yeah. To and that was one of the reasons, too. One of the reasons why, too, think about it. It was for the woman's benefit. Think about it. If the husband dies, she got a farm. She don't know how to do a farm. She don't know how to you know, really take care of a manly business of a farm. So that became handy when the brother or some relative married her. He also he enlarged his land. He got more land, and plus, on top of that, he's helping the woman out, so that helps her out. And another thing, too, in the tribe, you see, like, for example, in the law of Moses, Judah, like, for example, Judah had inheritance. Judah could not sell their land to Levi, or they could not sell their they land off. They had to stay in that same tribe. It had to stay in that tribe. So that was one of the reasons why people would have got married back then, too. You know, they get married to someone in their tribe because the land would stay in the tribe. Or they would marry the woman that lost her husband because the land would stay in the tribe. Because you can easily lose yeah, your stay land. stay in the family or stay in the tribe. Exactly. So that's a couple of reasons why. Another reason well, why, wasn't too. that wasn't that the same reason yeah. that the law of Moses said that mm -hmm. if somebody... Would if you would sell me a piece of property, right? It had to be in the tribe. Well, in, yeah, just not in the tribe, but seven years. Oh, if the you, year of jubilee. Wanna, yeah, jubilee. You would, I would have to give that land back to you. Yes, yes to help you to. out because it was more like a loan, and mm -hmm. you worked for me for seven years. It was a certain time you had to get the and land back. It would back. stay. It would mm -hmm. stay in the same confines of yep. the tribe of Judah because it wasn't like back in the day where, you know. Me and Noah live right next door to each other. Right. The, the neighbor would maybe be 20, 30 miles away. Even they were yeah, in the same was... land, yeah. But And, you know, also their debt. If you had a debt at the year of Jubilee, you were supposed to, no matter if that person paid you or not, you were supposed to, the person yeah. that owed the debt, they were supposed to just not pay it. Or they uh, didn't, that, didn't that have was, to force them to pay and it. And that was the difference because, see, there's some people on, on a side note with that. Well, the slavery 
issue in the Bible. Oh, God was for slavery. He had slaves. Mm-hmm. No, the surrounding nations were surprised at Israel. Yeah, they actually treated their slaves real good. Because supposedly Israel weren't supposed to misuse their slaves or beat them or anything. Mm-hmm. It was more like an employee mm-hmm. hiring an employer. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, an employer hiring an employee. It was more like intergestion servitude, pretty much. Yeah. Then yeah. the only the only way you the only reason you would stay a slave mm-hmm. is if you would be a bond servant, which we explained that I think when yeah. we read the book of Romans, where they would take a ear and pierce the ear mm-hmm. and put a ring on it saying, Look, he voluntarily told mm-hmm. this person Right. I don't want to have my property back. You can have it and I'm gonna serve you the rest of my life. He voluntarily yeah. gave himself to that person and even that the law of Moses was strict on saying listen yeah, you couldn't do this to the slaves but yeah the year of Jubilee every slave was let go and, and every, debt, was, yeah, every debt was free no matter what which was an example of Christ as well exactly because he freed us from sin so. and the law and the law yeah and another thing too that helped with a kinsman redeemer it's like if your land was sold or your land just got taken away like in their case they were poor so if a person was poor they had to sell their land or it got taken away, vice versa. A redeemer or a kinsman redeemer, he could buy it back. Mm-hmm. And so that they were more in that situation. They were in that part where they were poor or they left it in their land or they sold it, one of the two. And Naomi needed somebody, to a kinsman, to pay it, to, bra- to buy it back. So right. that was another reason good for a kinsman redeemer. And that goes into Christ because, you see, when Satan, when uh, Adam took in the temptation and satan took over the earth he had dominion of the earth you know christ had to buy the land back he had to get the earth back yep by yep. Him, but he bought it through a purchase by him when he died on the cross so there's a lot of symbologies so, right there so for the sake of time boo let's go in let's keep going into the story yeah because we have the threshing floor yes. that we have to talk about because after naomi Went ahead and told Ruth, listen, mm-hmm. that's Boaz. Mm-hmm. He's the kinsman redeemer. Mm-hmm. You need to do a few things. One, she she made herself pure. Mm-hmm. Uh, she went to this party, this shingdig they had mm-hmm. going on mm-hmm. after the fe- after the harvest festival. And at that time, the, fe- the, the, the harvest is done. They're not going to have no more food. So they have to do something. Right. And she tells Naomi to go lay at the feet of Boaz, mm-hmm. which is an example of Christ as well. As Gentiles, we had to come mm-hmm. and go to Jesus' feet. And he tells her, he says, look, I'm not the only kinsman's redeemer. Right. There right. is another one. That's before him. That's before me. And mm-hmm. we have to go ahead and do a whole custom with that. And Boaz takes the stand of faith mm-hmm. and says, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and be your kinsman redeemer. Yeah, just like which, Christ did with us. That is an example of Christ and the devil. The devil owned us. Mm-hmm. He he didn't want us to be saved. He didn't mm-hmm. want us to go to heaven. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of funny how we had a kinsman redeemer that mm-hmm. says, ah, mm-hmm. hold on. I'm going to take that that's place. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's where we go into uh, four where he redeems Ruth. Yeah. And there's another thing too. You got to think about it. Joseph was a type of Christ and he married an Egyptian Gentile woman. And then you look here, Boaz as Jewish symbolized yeah. Christ. He marries Ruth as a Gentile. As the same thing Christ did with us. You know, we were Gentiles. You know, we were pagans. We had no right in the kingdom of God. But he took us. Because if you realize in the wow. book of Revelations or anywhere in the Bible, New Testament, the church is represented as a woman. That is a good point. And, and, and she always represents the church as a bride. Well, what, remember Christ so, said that in... Um... I think it's Galatians. He says, uh, "Husbands love your wife as Christ, Christ loved, loved the, church. the church." Yeah, and that that in Revelation that is, that it is, says that too. 
that is us we we as the body of Christ we are the bride of Christ mm-hmm. the church and and, it's and, just, and so even back not, then some even, of us ain't yeah. that beautiful but I don't know he looks at us pretty <laughs> yeah, he, but even back then God was through symbolism God was like saying one day Jew and Gentile on the one one banner with faith in Christ will come together amen so yeah. so on chapter 4 as we talked about that uh he the, the the guy when he goes to him he says look you gotta you got the land he's like well I'm gonna take the land mm-hmm. and he said well you gotta marry the woman and he's like ah, I'm too old <laughs> well another well, day too he was married so he didn't want to upset yeah, the woman yeah, so, was, so that's another reason happy wife happy life uh, yeah <laughs> like how about you marry her? <laughs> <laughs> the but, land sound great but the other package it don't sound too good but, too, and then yeah. going into that he purchases Ruth and that shows the kinsman I know we did we did a uh, uh, what's that little book where it talks about the book but didn't read everything? The uh, Cliff Notes. Yeah, Cliff yeah. Notes. So, so we did the Cliff Notes tonight. But at the end, of, at the end of the day, Ruth is redeemed by uh, Boaz, mm-hmm. and they have a son, Obed. Obed, who was the father, I believe, of Jesse, Jesse and, Je- and Jesse, Jesse the was the of father David. of David. So that mm-hmm. Ruth was David's great, great. Boaz was David's great great grandfather, right? Wow. Give or take. So. Mm-hmm. Like we said, it's kind of funny. A Gentile mm-hmm. in the lineage of Christ, mm-hmm. it shows us that anybody can come into yeah. the line of Christ. So not that's, just Jews, Gentiles, not just Jews everybody. Or Gentiles. Paul said it the best way: neither Jew nor Greek mm-hmm. can separate us. You know. So, mm-hmm. but with that being said, that is that mm-hmm. is a foreshadowing of Jesus Christ. Um, let's go around the table. Any final thoughts? I'll start with Aubrey. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah so I had just uh, written down a quick uh, recap of it. So we have to depend on God to be our God and trust that he will take us into his house of provision. By doing that, he's our kinsman, redeemer. He redeems the person and the family that would have otherwise been cut off having no help or no lineage. Mm. And uh, he gives us that hope for uh, our our life to continue and to prosper. Mm. Amen. Brother Noah, you got anything? No, I'm just... uh at all at what y'all do in here and absorbing, how, it. absorbing the word <laughs> that y'all bringing forth and it's uh i just i just sat here for this half hour and listened to what y'all had to say and the way y'all break it down it's just it's it's, it's, it's encouragement it's very encouragement for right. me to sit here and listen to you all man and we I appreciate, appreciate you y'all man. having me Oh, no problem with that. Well, I guess I, you said everything you need to say. So I don't need <laughs> there's to, more. There's but, always yeah, more. Yeah, there's there's a book, always. Book, as Aubrey said earlier, he got lots of uh, data in that, that the brain. Data. And mm-hmm. The computer data. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to donate Boogie's brain to science when he passes on. <laughs> <laughs> somebody, amazed, somebody might plug it up and they get convicted. We need it. Why are we convicted? <laughs> I was told to give him a kick every so often to keep him on. Keep his time down. That was yeah, you? Yeah. So was kinda, <laughs> you were kicking the wrong one? <laughs> when he started getting down, I was kind of say, okay. Like I said, that was, was you? <laughs> Where's the pause button? <laughs> but anyway. No, it's good. No, that was a good topic tonight, guys. Yeah. So, yeah. And again, Brother Noah, thank you for coming. We appreciate you uh, oh, filling anytime. in for us. You know? I'll sit in oh, anytime. Yeah. anytime. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's hey. good having you here. Yeah. Yeah, one day we're gonna have a studio audience, and we're gonna have a mic where we go around. Yeah, you know, and ask questions. We're just not gonna say you get a car, you get a car. Oh wow! <laughs> we'll, we'll do some Q and A's. Yeah, about that Q and A. Q and A's. But uh, but no, it's it, good. Our king's been redeeming. You can. Hey, look. Going on that note, I know we're working. We're gonna be working on a series later on, talking about Christ in the Old Testament. Mm, that'll be interesting. And and you know, just this is funny how this worked out. It's just there's so many examples. Mm. Mm-hmm. In the book of 
in the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. I remember I had a, I remember had a guy ask me one time. He said, "Why should we read the Old Testament? Isn't it just the old way of life, and we should just read the New Testament?" Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "No, that, no. that the, Old the, Testament show, told, told, told yeah. so much about our Redeemer." Well, yeah. well, this is how I like to use the Old Testament, New Testament. It's kind of, I'm not much in the football, but one thing I do know about football, it's kind of like the cheerleaders. You know how the cheerleaders? They're not the gang themselves but they get you they get you ready for the game yeah to their game so that's what the old testament is it's kind of like it's the pregame ceremony before the kickoff <laughs> right so you feel it talking about that man football season's just around the corner that's right yeah man uh, we already got our plans for LSU Alabama so you know y'all just tell me who won <laughs> <laughs> But uh, but anyway, with that being said, that's going to end our episode of Brothers Just Searching tonight. We thank you, as always, for listening. If you enjoy the content that we bring out on this podcast, please hit the subscribe button, hit the follow button. That helps out BGS Media more than you know. Also, go check out our sister podcast, The Cajun Conservative Show, if you're into politics and biblical view on world events. And uh, until next time, be blessed, be encouraged. Remember, Jesus Christ is King. He's coming back, and he's coming back soon. So don't be fade apart, because Jesus has overcome the world. If you want to know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, reach out to us at Brothers Just Searching Podcast at gmail.com. One of us will get with you. We'll tell you how to make Jesus your Savior in heaven, your home. Until next week, be blessed, be encouraged. You have a good one.